everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Man, I'll tell you what, I knew. Fix the camera, but I knew, I knew that there was going to be a civil war. We've been talking about it. We're like, look, this country is headed for civil war. Everybody's been saying it. Is it going to be a civil war between the races? Is it going to be a race war? Is it going to be socialism versus capitalism? Is it going to be like some kind of economic system war? Is it going to be red states versus blue states? Look, this civil war, it's happening right now. Uh, We knew it was coming. What I didn't know was that it was going to be fought in the Supreme Court. I thought it was going to be like your typical war where, you know, we all we all come up with flags. We start playing the fife. We uh, march out on the battlefield and, you know, to the victor go the spoils. But no, this civil war is being fought in the Supreme Court. It's going to be fought with lawyers and and briefs and pens and pencils and arguments. And, you know, again, had I known that, I probably wouldn't have spent all that money on ammo. You know, I would have, <laughs> I would have, I would have bought so many guns in the last couple months if I knew that this was going to be one of those wars that was, uh, that was, you know, bloodless, where no bullets were fired. But that's basically, that's what's shaping up, man. There are, there are so many states that are, I believe it's 19, 19 states now that have, uh, that have joined the lawsuit. Texas versus Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. There are 19 states, Florida included, by the way, Florida included. Uh, which is which is a good thing. Uh, looks like it looks like everyone else has jumped in as well. They're like, look, we definitely realize that this is an issue, and this is now something that the Supreme Court cannot just dismiss offhand. This is something the Supreme Court they got to take this seriously. When you have fifty states and nineteen of them, which is almost half, I mean, that's almost half of the states ha- taking issue with four others. When you look at it that way, you're gonna you've got to seriously sit down and say there's something going on. This isn't just this isn't just a a, a Donald Trump uh, attempt to overturn an election or ruin democracy, as many people are saying over and over again. This is not just this is not just, you know, one state trying to uh, stall war, stall the election results so that the president can have an opportunity uh, to come in and get some extra electoral votes. No, this is almost half the country at odds with four states who blatantly violated the Constitution when it comes to the election process and most specifically the electors clause. This is this is a blatant. I mean, this is when you have 19 states. That ain't no joke. Florida involved in this. Texas involved in this. Arizona, Arizona, who went to Biden somehow, Arizona, Arizona with Maricopa County, where there's still lawsuits pending. Where there's still people that are, you know, still people that are out there and they are trying to they are trying to, you know, uh, change the, you know, change the system. And they're trying to make it so that that the electoral votes don't go to Joe Biden. I mean, there's still all sorts of disputes going on in Arizona. But when you have Arizona joining this lawsuit in addition to everybody else, that is something that makes you scratch your head and go, wow, this is This is serious because here's a state that voted for Joe Biden, and yet the officials in that state are all up in arms as well, saying what happened in Pennsylvania, what happened in in Wisconsin, what happened in Georgia, and what happened in Minnesota, in Michigan, rather, all that stuff, that stuff cannot happen. That cannot happen here in the United States of America. That is inappropriate. That is not something that this is not how this country runs. You cannot just go in there and in the middle of the night steal an election. And if there's any question about that, the Supreme Court needs needs to take this up and answer for it. So that's where we are, man. We are at a precipice. We are here at the and it's not going to start the way that a lot of people thought it was going to start. It's going to start with a court case. It's going to be it's going to be modern day warfare. 
It's going to be these states suing these states and the Supreme Court uh, having the final say. Well, the first final say of the Supreme Court doesn't uh, rule the way all of these states want him to rule. Maybe maybe it will be old school civil war. Who knows? In fact, Rush Limbaugh today, Rush Limbaugh today or yesterday, rather uh, Rush Limbaugh trending on Twitter today because of something he said on his show yesterday. And here is here is the. Here's the comment that really, I mean, people are in an uproar over this. Rush Limbaugh made this offhanded comment yesterday on his show, and the media, the Twitterverse, went ballistic, wishing for the man's death, which is always a terrible, horrible thing to do, praying that this guy would, and calling him the worst names, a demon, this, this, that, the other, saying that Rush Limbaugh is now openly, openly campaigning for the destruction of the United States of America and calling on Republican allies and supporters of Donald Trump to start a civil war by seceding from the union. Here's what he said. Oh, hold on. Let me turn it on so you can actually let me turn it on so you can actually hear what he said. Here's what he said. I actually think that we're trending toward secession actually uh, that's it he said i actually think that we're trending towards secession you know what is i mean what is the point of these red states and blue states trying to get along when clearly they don't want to the blue states have no interest in getting together with the red states in fact it's more than that it's the blue cities it's the blue cities that don't seem to have any interest in what's going on in the red states. It's the people in New York City that don't seem to care what's going on in upstate New York and around Buffalo and Batavia and places like that. It's the people in Los Angeles that don't care what the people in the rest of California seem to think. And in these four states that are being uh, that are being accused of violating the Constitution in this election, Georgia. It's the people in Atlanta that don't care what's going on in, in Macon and Valdosta and other places like that. In Michigan, it's the people in Detroit that don't care what's going on in the Upper Peninsula, in the UP, and around the state. In Wisconsin, Milwaukee is doing these terrible, horrible, no good, very bad things and negating all of the votes from the hardworking Wisconsins outside of Milwaukee. And let, don't even get me started on Pennsylvania, because that's a whole, that's a whole other story, um, altogether. But, this takes me back to something that I said yesterday on the show before Rush Limbaugh said that we were moving toward secession. And we had uh, the other Josh go back into the archives and we because uh, we archive everything on the show, everything that I say, everything that I do. When you call in, if you leave an open mic message, everything is archived. We have a huge archives room and we keep it there. So we went back into the archives. And we found this clip from me yesterday on this show. If this lawsuit doesn't go to the Supreme Court or if it gets knocked down or if they lose or whatever, maybe Wisconsin just takes Milwaukee and throws them out and says, here, phew, go be your own state. You get four electoral votes. We'll keep the other six. And that'll be that'll be the end of that. Yeah. So not secession per se. It's well, it's kind of like more of a forced secession. Like we don't want you to be part of our state anymore. So we're going to politely ask you to leave. Like when I'm at a party and I get too drunk and the host is like, hey, listen, we were glad you were here. You were fun for a while, but now you're just kind of annoying everybody. So could you just please leave and go home and do you do your own? You want to drink some more? You're going to have to do it somewhere else. And that's what I, I think it's more of let less of a secession scenario like in the old school civil war, you know, the OGCW, less of an old school civil war where these states seceded and they were like, we don't want any part of this union. We're going to go start our own confederacy. And we're going to get a rebel flag and we're going to get some pickup trucks and we're going to go drink beer by the river. Well, I guess they didn't have pickup trucks, but, you know, the, the, wag, the pickup wagons. And we're going to go out and drink beer by the river. And, uh, and you know what? And that's going to be that. And you can take your United States of America. You can shove it up your you know what. It's not going to be like that. I think you're because speaking as a member of this country, I think this country is great. And I don't necessarily think that states need to leave it. But I definitely think there should be more and better states. I think that if Wisconsin has an issue, and we got a lot of calls from Wisconsin yesterday, people saying, I'm fed up of what's going on in Detroit. I'm sick and tired of it. We had a woman from Wisconsin saying she wanted to join the lawsuit against her own state. Wisconsin's wanting to sue Wisconsin. This is where we are. So just divvy it up, man. Just just take Detroit, slice it off. Say you are now the U United States of Detroit or you're you know, we're, we'll add it in there. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Detroit, Delaware or Delaware, Detroit, I guess would be alphabetical. And we just add it to the mix. Same thing with Pennsylvania. 
Same thing with 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 uh, with the you know Milwaukee. You just cut it off. Boom. Make it its own state. How great would California be if those people that wanted to break it into like four different states actually were able to break? It's too damn big. It's too damn big because there's no way the people in Northern California and Southern California agree on the same stuff. There's no way they have the exact same needs. You know, just like people in Florida and people in Maine, we don't care what happens to lobsters. We don't care about that. But but, but hey, offshore drilling on our beaches, that's a big issue for us. You know, we don't this is what we're this is where we are. Sure. You could say that maybe we're going to secede and there's going to be a civil war. I say make more states. But don't just turn Puerto Rico into a state because you want more Senate seats, Chuck Schumer. Don't just say, hey, District of Columbia, you're now a state because we need two more Democrats in the Congress. No, really, if you're going to make more states, if you're going to divvy up this country, do it in a smart way. Make it where everyone is happier. Take all the blue cities and cut them out of the red states. That's my that's my suggestion. Eight, a problem solved. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855 765 1045 is uh is our number quick break we got some of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute also oh eric swalwell this guy (laughs) this whole eric swalwell thing is so entertaining and if it's hard for you to follow or if you haven't heard about it if you're thinking to yourself who the hell is eric swalwell i have i'm going to play you a clip you're going to remember eric swalwell you're going to remember eric swalwell from something that happened on this show uh, about a year ago Maybe a little bit more, um, but we're gonna we'll get to all that. We're gonna answer some of your questions. We've got some what the bleep today, which is very exciting. So much to get into. It's the Mark K Show. Uh, more coming up on one hundred four point five WOKV. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Eight five five seven six five. 1045 is the number if you're trying to get through for the Mark K Show. If you want to send us an open mic message, we would love that. We would really love it. All you have to do is go to the uh, open mic feature in our mobile app. Hit the button, record. It'll send it automatically to the studio. And it's, uh, I mean, it's super easy. If you can't figure it out, then, um, well, if you can't figure it out, then, well, probably we didn't want to hear what you had to say anyway. Uh, 855-765-1045. Before we get into this Eric Swalwell stuff, because it's a doozy, man. It just shows, again, the Democrats. First of all, the Democratic Party, there is a lot of hypocrisy there, more so than probably any other group of it. I don't know if there's like a Hypocrites of America organization or like, you know, the United Hypocrites of of North Florida. I don't know what they if there's any kind of national organization of hypocrites. They those people are less hypocritical than the Democrats in Congress uh, and in and in positions of power. Not just the Nancy Pelosi's who go who say, wear a mask, for God's sake, save everybody. You're going to kill everyone. Wear a mask. It's your duty. And then she goes to get her hair done uh, in a closed salon that the, the, uh, that the governor um, won't allow to open. And also, she's not wearing a mask. Speaking of the governor. You know, Governor Gavin Newsom, who says, we've got to not socialize. I'm sorry, but you can't go out for Thanksgiving. Don't just think about yourself. Think about others. Going to see your family could spell doom for the entire country. And then he goes to a birthday party indoors at a restaurant, gets busted, and, of course, has to apologize to everybody else. I mean, there's countless, countless examples of this going on. I'm not going to waste your time. You've seen them all before. And if not, you can just Google Democrat hypocrisy. Actually, probably you can't. If you Google, if you Google Democrat hypocrisy, it'll probably take you to some negative, negative Trump meme website or something. But just take my word for it; it's out there. But this Eric Swalwell, Swalwell guy, he takes the the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party as as of late to new levels. I mean, the things that he's saying, the things that he's talking about. When he get, he got busted doing something, and instead of saying "Oops, I got busted," he's trying to turn it around and blame da 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 da. Donald Trump for all of it. And it's pretty sickening. We'll get to that here, like I said, in just a minute. First, though, uh, let's talk to Drew in North Carolina. Hi, Drew. How are you? Hey, Mark. How's it going? That oh. was a great lead-in to what, to what I was going to say. Oh, great. I was like, wow, uh, did, he do, did he know what I was going to say? Yeah, no, I did. I'm, a, I'm not only am I a professional radio broadcaster, I'm also a registered psychic. So uh, I knew exactly what you were playing. So go ahead, and now that I've, now that I've let it, you know, teed it up for you, go ahead and knock it out of the park. All right. So basically, um, Governor Cooper has struck again. He like implemented a curfew from 10 to 5. And if you go on their COVID County website nonsense, there's talk of like um, pressuring local officials to uh, weigh heavier on the citizens with like fines and whatever if they don't want to follow their rules. Yeah. 
all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah. they North North Carolina, I've watched it over the four years, the way Cooper operates is he slowly adopts the more far left policies but over a slower period of time. So I don't maybe so we freak out slower. I don't know. I have no idea why you would do it like that. But yeah. But basically like it's a he does the like the Chinese torture trick well where it's like, I'm just gonna kind of drip this at the people and uh, see how they react. No, it's yeah, it's so it's a really you know it's a really interesting dichotomy here. Some of these republic and it's and I was trying to explain it to my kids. You know, there is a difference between there's a difference between Republicans and Democrats. I mean, and it, within the Republican Party, you have you have differences between conservatives and moderates and rhinos and you know just explaining it to all these people. For example, you know Ron DeSantis here in Florida, Governor of Florida, super conservative. He's not locking anything down. He's not forcing people to stay home. He's not forcing you to wear a mask. He believes that freedom and liberty is guaranteed by the constitution or you know guaranteed to you by the constitution and his job is to keep you safe without trampling on your god-given and uh you know your god-given rights and there's other governors who don't feel that way they feel that as governor even though they may be republican it's their job to just stomp all over your rights because god forbid people die on their watch when it's really you know not their fault when people have the choice to to go out to stay home to move to wear a mask to not wear a mask to do all of that anyway we gotta take a quick break but more on that coming up here in just a minute stay tuned it's the mark k show Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. You know, when I was uh, in Cincinnati last year for one of the uh, big Trump rallies, there were a lot of Trump rallies last year before COVID. The first big one was here in Orlando, Florida, when he officially announced he was running for re-election, and that was a huge. That was a great big one. I, uh, Hannah and I went down there. Um, it was very warm because it was like June in Orlando, and we were standing outside uh, wearing dresses. Well, she was wearing a dress. I was just wearing Marquesho. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but then there was another really. There was a big rally in North Carolina that got a lot of national attention because people started chanting uh, something that the media thought was racist and just send them back. It was about the squad, right? Because President Trump said, "Go back to where you came from." Everyone else assumed. Um, everyone in the media assumed he meant some foreign country when only three of them were or only one of them was from, uh, you know, overseas. Anyway, so they were like, this is the most racist group of individuals. Look at what they're chanting in, New in North Carolina. Send them back. Send them back. That's terrible. That's horrible. So the next rally was in Cincinnati. And I said, well, that's going to be we got to get to that one. So we did. Flew out there, uh, stood right next to Jim Acosta from Fox News, which, by the way, if you want to if you want to hear some really new and creative ways to insult a person, just stand next to Jim Acosta for a couple of hours because you will learn all kinds of words. I learned words in Cincinnati I didn't even know existed. Um, and, and all of them were, were totally inappropriate for air. And also all of them, uh, you know, aimed squarely at at Jim Acosta. Um, so that was a big rally, and we were there, and we got to interview Kaylee McEnany. Now, at that time, she wasn't press secretary. She was the press secretary for the Trump campaign. She was traveling around, She was, and we were press, so we got to talk to her, and she said something really interesting. She said, there are red states, and there are blue states, and then there are Trump states. And we were specifically in Cincinnati, but the ones that she mentioned were states like Pennsylvania, which typically were Democrats, but that Donald that went for Democrats, but that Donald Trump won. States like Michigan, Wisconsin. Uh, these were the places where Donald Trump managed to flip from blue to red. And people would call them purple states. And she wanted to point out that's not at all what they are. They are Trump states. They're not red. They're not blue. They're purple. They are. They're not purple. They are for Donald Trump. They like what he says, and they will vote for him no matter how they have traditionally. Well, now the Trump states of America, I mean, it's it's kind of a new map that's being drawn. You start to see states that will stand by and allow the Democrats to do whatever it takes to win an election, whether it's dumping a bunch of ballots in the middle of the night, getting a bunch of dead people to vote, whether it's finding, a, you know, a, a, a computer server or a, a software system that will, you know, be, you know, they will turn a blind eye if you try to twist and turn the votes or duplicate uh, Biden votes and dump Trump votes in the software system um, using a USB drive or an Internet connection or whatever it is. 
there's there's various different ways that the Democrats could have done what they did. The odds of them doing it legitimately, as we've learned now, thanks to this Texas lawsuit, were one in one quadrillion. I don't know how many zeros are in a quadrillion. I think it's a little less than a bajillion or maybe it's a little more than I think. I think it's one more zero than a bajillion. So, I mean, if you if you look at it at 3 a.m., when Donald Trump held this commanding lead in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan, the odds of him losing that lead with the amount of votes that were left and the amount of time that was left were one in one quadrillion. And somehow that happened to happen, which is why uh, Texas is now bringing this lawsuit, because Texas, look, Texas is everybody else out there. And I tweeted something the other day that was basically here's the gist. It, it's the most disappointing thing about this election to me personally is that so many people out there who I thought, you know, were intelligent, who I know are intelligent, who I know are honest, who I know are are good people in, in their heart of hearts, who are educated, people who I've worked with, people who I've looked up to, people who have been mentors to me, people who I have maybe even mentored along the way. All of these great people that I know are just willing to turn a blind eye to obvious foul play in one of the most sacrosanct systems that we have in this country, and that is our election process. The Constitution lays out the election process, how it's supposed to go, how everyone's supposed to get one vote. Sure, there have been alterations along the way that allow African Americans the right to vote and women the right to vote and people 18 years of age the right to vote. Sure, we've got some problems that exist, but it appears, it appears, and there's so much evidence, circumstantial and otherwise, so many people coming forward to sign these affidavits and whatnot and swear under penalty of perjury. This is what I saw going on, and it altered the course of the election. Yet there's so many really good people, and you probably know them too. You, They may be relatives. They may be coworkers. They may be friends. And they're just like, come on, it's over. He lost. And you're like, yeah. But, I mean, look at all this evidence that proves he lost because the other side cheated. And they're willing to accept that. They're willing to turn a blind eye to it. And that, to me, is the most disheartening. Well, not not Texas. Texas, they don't play that game. <laughs> People are like, hey, Texas, you lost. Just get over it. Texas is all like, the hell we did, and we don't get over nothing. Don't you remember the Alamo? We fight to the death. So Texas is out there saying we're going to sue these four states that include these four cities where we know that this crime was committed. Atlanta, Georgia, Detroit, Michigan, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and of course, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We're going to sue you because you broke the law. You broke the Constitution. You violated. You violated what was happening in this election, and you made sure that your guy won despite the fact that the rules you put in place were not lawful. And that right there makes it a crime. It's an illegal election, according to what's, what the uh, Texas uh, attorney general is claiming. And now, in addition to Texas, you have 18 other states who have jumped on board. 18 other state, a total of 19 states suing four others for what they know is some kind of some kind of malfeasance of justice, some kind of bastardization of the electoral process, some kind of violation of the Constitution. Are 19 states really just drinking the Kool-Aid? Are 19 states states, not people, states? Are 19 states really just perpetuating a myth? Are 19 states just pushing some kind of uh, conspiracy theory? I highly doubt that 19 states would appear in front of the Supreme Court and say, uh, you know what, we don't have any proof, but we just think this is, we don't like Biden. So overturn it. Come on. Come on, man. In the words of Joe Biden, 19 states. Missouri, Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, West Virginia, Arizona, and Texas. The Trump states of America. TSA, 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 TSA. That's good. Well, I guess that's, that's kind of, uh, the TSA is bad. We got to come up with something better because now I'm just thinking about getting frisked at the airport. Eight, not that I'm complaining. I always enjoy a little someone frisked. You know what? Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. We got some more of your phone calls. We got some open mics coming up. We've got some what the bleep, and we got to dive into Eric Swalwell being the target of Chinese espionage because it's just 
It's just too good. Uh, all that and more on the way. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show. Okay, 855-765-1045. Uh, but I'm a little, whew, I'm a little sweaty because during the break, Josh and I were uh, filming some B-roll for our Newsmax show this weekend at 5:30 p.m. on Saturday on the uh, up-and-coming Newsmax, which is now rivaling Fox News. Fox News for uh, for one of the um, most trusted and most loved, uh, you know, real news networks out there. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Real quick, let's get a couple of phone calls here about this um, about this lawsuit and about what's been going on so far, and then we'll get to the Eric Swalwell stuff. I promise. Ruth is in Jacksonville. Hi, Ruth. How are you? Ruth, can you hear me? All right, maybe we'll talk to Ruth. Maybe we'll talk to Ruth a little bit later. This is Ron in Montana. How you doing, Ron? Good. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say today, sir? Hey, got a question for you. Yeah. So this Texas thing in, in the Superior Court, Supreme Court, um, all these states getting involved. What's the outcome? What would happen to these four states? What would happen if what? If the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Texas and the other 19 states? Yes, thank you. Well, yeah, well, yeah. oh, that's it. That, you know what? That's a really great question. That's a really great question. What exactly are they suing for? Well, they're suing for a violation of the electors clause. And basically what would happen is if you look at the uh, if you look at the Constitution and I know it's long and boring and not everyone wants to read it. So basically I'll, I'll summarize it for you um, in the electors clause. There's a certain way that the votes are tallied and that the electors are decided. And those are the elections that we have every four years for president. Well, the legislation, the state legislature, because in every state you have, you know, like a House of Representatives, you have state senators, you have state representatives, that kind of thing. The state legislature is the body that is responsible and really the only one that has the authority. They're granted the authority by the Constitution to make any changes to the election system or the way the electors are chosen. So if they decide, hey, you know what, we don't want to have elections anymore then the legislation in each state, the legislators, can come together and decide to pick the electors, you know, by a game of Jenga. And, you know, whoever whoever wins, they get the they get the electoral votes in the Electoral College. That's up to the state legislatures. Well, what they're claiming now and what really happened in these states is that the the rules were changed because of COVID-19. The rules were changed because of the pandemic and they were changed arbitrarily by judges they were charged changed arbitrarily by you know county commissioners or state officials or even they were changed by the election board and the election board has no power no authority no business no constitutional right to change the rules of an election in any state the election boards typically their job is to say hey run the election you know, here are the rules, follow them and bring us the results. So because of COVID-19 and because of the pandemic and because the Democrats wanted every single opportunity they could have to get Donald Trump out of office, they came up with these rules arbitrarily about sending people uh, absentee ballots or mail-in ballots, even if they didn't want to, about flooding the system with uh, mail-in ballots. When the mail-in ballots were sent back in, they didn't take the necessary precautions to make sure that they were viable, that they were constitutional, that they were lawful, and they just started counting them. And all the data that Texas has been able to come up with and all the data that these experts show when you have like a thousand times more mail in ballots coming in than any other election. But the number of ballots that were thrown out as being legal de declines goes down. Clearly, clearly, that's that's an anomaly that needs some explanation. And so far, no one has been able to explain it or no one has been willing to ask for that explanation. Texas and these other 18 states are now demanding that explanation. So what's going to happen is if the Supreme Court says, yes, there have been problems with the system, they're going to what Texas hopes will happen is that the electors, since the elections have all been bogus since Pennsylvania, since Georgia, since Wisconsin, since Michigan, since those elections basically will have been uh, will have been deemed falsified by the Supreme Court. The electors will have to be decided by the representatives in the state house, And in a lot of those states. You have a Republican majority, Michigan included, in Georgia. Uh, Pennsylvania, I think, is still Democrat, but Wisconsin, I believe, is also a Republican majority. So what they're looking for is the representatives to get together and pick the electors because the representatives who change the rules arbitrarily, just, just, just they basically just tainted the entire election. 
And you can't have no tainted electors going to Washington, D.C. and casting votes for somebody who wasn't elected properly by the people. So that's what they're looking at. That's what they're looking to do. And this is fundamentally important for a couple of reasons, because, A, you need to make sure that the people that are chosen to be president of the United States are the people that the people chose. And number two, you have to do this. You have to let these states, you have to let these Democrat operatives, you have to let these criminals know that. You want to play shenanigans in Pennsylvania with your own local elections? Fine. If you want the mob to rule and pick your mayor in Philadelphia, no problem. If you're in Detroit and you just want everybody to be paid off, if you want Democrats to rule the city of Detroit and you don't care what laws you have to break to get there, we don't care. But when it comes to the president of the United States, when it comes to the executive branch, of our country, when it comes to the White House, when it comes to an election that we all participate in, we are not going to get let you get away with this. We are going to take you down, not just Texas, not just Florida, but Arizona, Arkansas, North Dakota, South Dakota, South Carolina, and all these 19 states so far doesn't mean that it couldn't be more. And when you have almost half the country saying these four states muffed it up, The Supreme Court has to take notice. And in my humble, unintelligent, totally unlearned, unprofessional opinion, not only does the Supreme Court have to take notice and have to take it up, but they have to act. Because if you turn your back on half of the United States, if you look at half the United States and say, we hear your argument, but we just don't think it's valid, then the Supreme Court's they're in for a world of hurt. And so are the rest of us. 855-765-1045. Hey, but thanks so much for the... That's a great question, Ron. I hope I answered it for you. Quick break. More of the Mark K shows on the way. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K show. This is the Mark K show. So a little behind the scenes. We have three televisions in here. We have three televisions in the studio. And none of them are on news. They're all on the Rachel Ray Show. Not only are they none of them on news, they're all on the same show. I never understood that. That explains why we're always so hungry during the show. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I look, I'm like, what's going on with the news? And I see Rachel Ray over here, and then over here it's Rachel Ray. I'm like, why would all three TVs be on the same? It's like surround vision or something. So surrounded by Linguini today. I don't know. I turned her off. I had to put, now I've got, now I've got Giuliani over here, and I don't know, something else. Over, and it doesn't matter. 855-765-1045. Is our number real quick before we get to Eric Swalwell and his Chinese spy problem? Let's go to Thomas in Orange Park. Thomas, hey, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fine. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, what's up, man? All right. Hey, I listen to your show. I listen to the morning news show. I listen to Rush Limbaugh. I'm on this station from the time I go to work to the time I go home. Oh, wow. That's amazing. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, now, what I want to say is there's a lot of serious things going on in the United States. Everybody knows it, but there's some things that are serious that some people just don't know. And some people call it dropping a dime. Some people call it being a whistleblower. So I guess I'm going to be one of those because the news crew this morning mentioned they played with uh, some of your gifts that people send you uh, in the mail. That you will still have laying around there, you know, what? like bobbleheads and things like that. That's a serious thing, also. Wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, Thomas. I'm sorry, you're telling Thomas, me that was between you and me. You're telling me that the morning news crew, <laughs> that uh, Jacksonville's morning news, was was playing with my bobblehead? Yeah, they even they even mentioned it on there, you know. So you can go back to the tapes on them this morning. I just had to, I just had to drop a dime or be a whistleblower. No, Tommy, absolutely. That. I listen. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for blowing the whistle. You know on, what they say about snitches. Yeah. You thanks so much for blowing the whistle on Rich Jones and Company. We really appreciate. You know, and this is the thing. This is this is what happens when you share a studio with somebody. They come in here in the morning. They touch my bobblehead and they put all the TVs on Rachel Ray. And how are we supposed to, you know, how are we supposed to do a show like that? Uh, is it 24-7 Rachel Ray? I don't know. Uh, star, star, 104.5. And listen, if any of because here's the thing. I only <laughs> listen to this station for two hours from 10 to noon. 
And well, that's not true. I listen to Rush afterward, too, on my way home. Uh, but if you ever hear anything, if you ever hear someone in here, you know, maybe playing with the Trump train or w- putting on one of our one of our conductor hats or, you know, messing with anything that belongs, you know, specifically to the show, please, uh, please be feel feel free to blow the whistle on them. Um, we appreciate it. 855-765-1045. John's in Palatka. Hi, John. How are you? Fine. How are you today? Oh, doing really well, John. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say today, sir? Well, I wanted to raise an issue that I don't think has ever been brought up, uh, at least on your show. Yeah. And that has to do with World War II and the Nuremberg trials after the war. Yeah, you're right. I don't think we've ever talked about the Nuremberg trials on this show so far. Oh, okay. Well, you know, when the German generals were tried and several of them were hanged after the Second World War, one of the charges against them was planning and waging aggressive war. And it seems to me that if a country such as Israel assassinates scientists in another country, such as Iran, that would be planning and waging aggressive war, as would an attack by the United States, which Donald Trump was trying to order, um, on their nuclear facilities, plants, um, other, other aspects of their infrastructure. Well, I mean, you you could say that they're trying to wage war or you could say that they're trying to protect their assets. They're trying to make sure that the uh, Iranian government, which is a known terrorist organization that has pledged to destroy Israel, wipe them off the face of the earth and has pledged to kill American citizens wherever they may be. Meaning what not just if you come to Iran, but if you're just sitting at home in the United States of America, they have no problem, you know, packing a nuclear bomb in a suitcase and opening it up in the middle of a movie theater or, you know, Times Square. Well, back when Times Square was was not a ghost. I mean, Times Square, opening a, a suitcase bomb in Times Square, you don't hurt anybody but yourself. But back in the day, it was a very crowded place. So, look, I mean, there's a, there's a difference between offense and defense. And if you're killing a, uh, a nuclear scientist or if you are if you are bombing a known nuclear reactor site or nuclear uh, laboratory in a country that has vowed to use nu- nuclear weapons to destroy the world, then that is not at all waging an act of war. That is using your power and your strength your strength to try to stop a war and in taking that one life like that nuclear scientist or in in taking that one life like donald trump did when he when he took out general soleimani you save millions of others but that was a nice try that was a nice try thanks so much for calling we appreciate it 855-765-1045 all right speaking of our speaking of enemy combatants and speaking of all being fair in love and war let's talk a little bit about eric swalwell eric swalwell is back in the news. And you may be sitting around going, who is Eric Swalwell? And if you don't remember, we uh, we played a clip from Eric Swalwell about a year and a half ago um, during the Ukrainian mess. Uh, he was the guy who accidentally farted live on MSNBC when he was talking to Chris Matthews. Remember this? The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. Yeah, that was Eric Swalwell. We made it. We play. We had it. We did a whole hour on Eric Swalwell uh, passing gas in the um, in the uh, you know in the uh, rotunda of the Capitol building while he was talking to MSNBC's Chris Matthews about you know uh, Donald Trump and the Ukraine. The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. That's really when he started to rise to fame. Well, now I'm, I guess he was started to rise to infamy. Well, now he's even more infamous. Uh, and the news that we uh, we find ourselves reporting about Eric Swalwell stinks just as much as that, if not more. An election. Yeah, an election. And this is all about this Chinese operative, this woman, this Axios report that this Chinese spy was hired by Eric Swalwell, that Eric Swalwell's campaign back when he was running for Congress in 2015 employed this woman. There have been suggestions, not by me, but by others. There have been suggestions that there was more than just a working relationship. And the FBI approached Eric Swalwell and said to him in 2015, by the way, you are in danger. This woman is a spy. You are employing a Chinese operative. She's an agent of the Communist Chinese Party. And what makes this so ironic is that Eric Swalwell was the one attacking Donald Trump and the Ukraine and pushing this collusion narrative and talking about Putin's playbook and talking about how the Russians will do anything to infiltrate the Trump campaign while he's running around with a Chinese woman on his staff who, well, under his employee, 
who is actually a Chinese operative spying on him and the United States government. And so he had to answer these questions. He was on, I want to say it was it was MSNBC or C, it was somewhere. And he was asked about it. And here's here's what he said about this Chinese spy infiltrating his operation. No, Jim, I, I was shocked when, you know, just over six years ago, I was told about this individual. And then I offered to help. Uh, and I did help. And I was thanked uh, by the FBI uh, for my help. And that person is no longer in the country. By the way, we should point out that he sits on the House uh, Intelligence Committee still. And Republicans are up in arms. They are saying this guy has been compromised by the Chinese government. And he needs to come off of that committee immediately. But listen to how twisted and demented Democrats are. When they get busted, That listen to how he tries to twist it. He says, I was approached by the FBI. And they thanked me. They thanked me. And now this woman is out of the country. Yes, now she's out of the country. But when she was in the country, she was working closely with your congressional campaign and learning and, and gaining knowledge and access to God knows what. Of course, you worked with the FBI. You couldn't have a spy working on your campaign. But it gets even better. It gets even better. He tries to blame this spy on you guessed it. You, you guessed it. Donald Trump. And we'll play that clip here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Coming up, we have some What the Bleep, which is always a fun time. And we have a Marque Show prize pack going out to someone. Now, listen, and I know a couple people, like, the last couple weeks are like, I didn't get my Marque Show prize pack. True. But until Hannah's the only one that knows how to use the mail around here. So when uh, when she gets back, she'll send out like a whole bunch of them um, sometime we think next year. We're not sure, though. We're not we're not next year. Next week. Well, I mean, look, next week is almost next year. So I wasn't that far off. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. All right. So back to Eric Swalwell. So Eric Swalwell's he, he's in he's in a mess here. He's trying to get out of it. he's trying to dig himself out of this hole. And he's trying to tell everybody that, yes, a Chinese spy. A beautiful female Chinese spy infiltrated his campaign. And yes, he believes that he is a hero because when the FBI came and said, hey, idiot, you hired a spy. You got to get rid of her. He said, I will get rid of her. And they shipped her back to China. Well, he now sits on the uh, in intelligence committee in the House of Representatives. And everyone's like, look, you can't be you can't be a target of a Chinese spy investigation and also, you know, be privy to all of these secrets. And he's out there now trying to trying to uh, not just support himself and, and, you know, kind of explain it away, but attack the president of the United States and the Republicans. I was a little surprised to read about my cooperation in that story because the story says that, you know, there was no there was never a suspicion of wrongdoing on my part. No, there. I mean, other than stupidity. Yes, that would be there was no suspicion. We don't think that he purposely hired the spy, but he hired the spy nonetheless. So did you purposely hire a spy so that she could have close access to a potential congressperson in the United States of America? No, but you did it anyway. So because of your stupidity, which in and of itself is a form of unknowing or unwitting wrongdoing, you've compromised yourself and your country. But he's like, no, no, there was no evidence. I did nothing wrong except hire a spy. But that was, you know, that's like one of those accidents. Like if you don't really know, if you don't really know what the speed limit is and then you get pulled over for speeding, you can you can always tell the cop, I didn't know that the speed limit wasn't 125 miles an hour. There's no signs post. And the cop can say, well, it's 55. So I'm still going to give you a ticket. Ignorance does not mean that you're innocent. Uh, but then he tried to turn the tables and say, look, I'm not the I'm not the enemy here. I'm actually the victim. But the wrongdoing here, Jim, is that at the same time this story was being leaked out is the time that I was working on impeachment on the House Intelligence and Judiciary Committees. And if this is a country where people who criticize the president are going to have law enforcement information weaponized against them. Uh, that's not a country that any of us want to live in. And I, I hope it is investigated as to who leaked this information. Ah, now here's the problem. The problem isn't the idiot who hired the spy and let her into the inner workings of our congressional system. <laughs> that's not the problem. The problem is the whistleblower. 
The problem is the person who leaked this information to the FBI. Isn't it convenient how whistleblowers are always bad when they blow the whistle on Democrats? But when they blow the whistle on Republicans, or more specifically, when they blow the whistle on Donald Trump, they are heralded. They are put on they are put on the covers of magazines. Wasn't it Time magazine two years ago or last year? The whistleblower was the person of the year. Why? Who were they blowing the whistle on? Eric Swalwell? No. Nancy Pelosi? Uh Uh-uh. Dianne Feinstein? No way. Those whistleblowers are just bad people, and they are putting us all in a terrible spot. No, but the whistleblowers who blow the whistle on Donald Trump, those people are fine, upstanding citizens, and they deserve our protection, and they deserve our admiration. They are heroes. Listen to how Eric Swalwell, who used to be one of the lead attack dogs on Donald Trump's impeachment, listen to how the tables have turned, and he's now basically becoming Donald Trump. But the Axios story made it absolutely clear uh, that no information was ever uh, shared, except, Jim, the people who did share classified information were the people who leaked this story. Let's think back to that Ukraine letter. Let's think back to that whole thing. Remember the Ukraine and Eric Swalwell, he was the lead investigator on the Ukraine because we remember him talking about it to Chris Matthews during Fort Case. It's uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. No, oh, he, he helped. He asked the Ukrainians to help them cheat during the election. No information was ever provided to Donald Trump. No information was given to Donald Trump about Joe Biden and his son and the involvement in Burisma. None, there was nothing but the whistleblower but the whistleblower was heralded as a hero. The whistleblower that we later found out didn't even hear the call wasn't even in the room. The make-believe whistleblower, that was the key to all of the impeachment. And now here's Eric Swalwell just two years later when he becomes the target when he becomes the target of the whistleblower or the leak now, leakers are bad. Now that he's in Donald Trump's position, he realizes that he didn't. I didn't do anything wrong. No information was compromised because of my involvement with this woman. But the leaker, that's the real bad person. Seems. Where did I hear all of this before? Where was where did I hear? The, oh, yes. This is almost verbatim what Donald Trump said about the Ukraine call. I did nothing wrong. It was a perfect phone call. You know what the real problem is? Somebody out there listening in on my phone calls is leaking this stuff to the press. Didn't Eric Swalwell wasn't buying it when Donald Trump said it, and nobody's buying it now that Eric Swalwell said it. 855-765-1045. It's more hot air. It's just coming out of the other end now. 855-765-1045. Quick break. Uh, What the bleep? Coming up next on 104.5 WOKD. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is how you get in touch with us. Or you can, uh, here's another way you can just send us an open mic message via our mobile app. Or just stand outside the window and go, Mark Actually, don't do that because like George of the Jungle. Did I really? Uh, oh well, you know, yeah, but, uh, whatever. Whatever. No, I hope. Watch I mean, out for that tree. <laughs> Thanks. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number, and we're about to play. Um, we're about to play what the bleep, but I have to get the official what the bleep music. Uh, ready to go here. So that'll, that'll happen just a minute. And uh, if you've never played What the Bleep before, it's a very fun and exciting game. But we can't play it legally without the official music. And until we get those, until we get that, maybe it's here. Well, anyway, we'll find it in just a second. And then we'll meet our contestants uh, and whatnot. I don't know why. I'm going to let you sit in this one for a minute. There, here we go. <laughs> oh, there we go. Right. Right. Oh, it's like a, whew. I was starting to sweat there. I was holding my breath. All right, anyway, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for What the Bleep. Yeah. Woo. This is great. And uh, let's meet our contestants, shall we? Yeah. This is Lori, who's in Michigan. Hi, Lori. How are you? Good morning, Mark. From This is Lori from the Michigan. Yeah, that's right. That's what we hear. <laughs> Lori from Michigan. Sorry that the rest of the country is suing you in, in the Supreme Court, but, you know, we got to do what we got to yeah. do. Not me. No, no, I understand. Just to, you know, the, just the, your... Uh, I'm not bad, Lori, in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, I mean, I'm not sorry. No, oh, okay. Oh, I like it. I see what you, I see what you did there. <laughs> All right, Lori, uh, you are going to be playing against Lisa, who's in Indiana. Uh, Lisa, good morning. How are you? I am great. How are you, Mark? Oh, doing fantastic. Lisa, say hi to Lori, even though she's in Michigan. I know. Yeah. Lori, she's sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. All right, ladies. Well, here's how this game works. Right, we'll, we'll play a news clip, something that uh, you may have heard it on this show, may have heard it on some other show. Maybe someone turned it into their ringtone. I don't know. And uh, we're going to bleep out one word. Your job is to listen and correctly identify that word. If you identify the word correctly, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins a Mark K. Show prize pack. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Makes perfect. Oh, perfect sense. Wow, we never, we rarely make perfect sense. So, all right, great. Um, Lori, we are going to start with you today, okay? All right. And this will be an easy one for you because this first What the Bleep today is from Representative Cynthia Johnson, Michigan State Representative. Listen carefully to what she said on uh, Twitter the other day and tell us What the Bleep. Here we go. We're here to discuss a monumental... I'm sorry, that's President Donald Trump. <laughs> here, listen, 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 Yeah, that's an issue. <laughs> here is, uh, <laughs> here's Cynthia Johnson, Michigan State Representative. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. So this is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. Enough of the shit. <laughs> what do you think, Laurie? What uh, what the bleep there? She said shenanigans. She said shenanigans. Let's, yeah. Let's see if that's true. Walk lightly. <laughs> we ain't playing with you. Enough of the shenanigans. Wow. Yeah. Nicely done, Laurie. Yeah, you probably. That's a representative of your state, there, by the way. I have names for her. Okay, all right. <laughs> you got yourself a point. Lisa, are you ready for your first one? I am. All right, listen carefully. This is Geraldo Rivera on Fox News the other day uh, talking about what uh, we were just talking about. Oh, look at that. Everyone's groaning. Uh, are you groaning about Geraldo Rivera or Fox News? I haven't watched either one of them lately. Yeah, probably. So, you know. All right, well, listen up. Here he is talking about Representative Eric Swalwell. Uh, listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. Here we go. Congressman Eric Swalwell at the center of what could be a massive scandal for his ties to this uh, Chinese spy. Uh, she really worked for their uh, their spy agency, him and other Democrats. <laughs> what, do you, uh, what do you think, Lisa? What the bleep? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Helping. 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 Let's see. Let's see if you're right. Congressman Eric Swalwell at the center of what could be a massive scandal for his ties to this uh, Chinese spy. Uh, she really worked for their uh, their spy agency, targeting oh. him and other Democrats. Targeting. It was targeting. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a tough one, but that, you know it could have gone either way. That's, that's okay though. It's still early in the game. Still plenty of time. Lori, we go back to you. Are you ready? All right. All right I listen, am. Listen carefully. This is Demarco Morgan. I don't know who's DeMarco Morgan. He is a local anchor on CBS News Los Angeles, K-C-A-L. Oh, great. All right. DeMarco Morgan from uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. It's a city in California. No, I know oh, where it is. Yeah. The Thanks. state on the West Coast. Got though. it. Wait. Got it. Got it. Hey, uh, listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. Here we go. Yeah, Googling how to wash her makes me wonder what you were doing before then. <laughs> We're talking about the most Googled searches or the most Googled terms of oh, 2020. Most Googled terms. Oh, wow. yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Laurie? Hands. Hands? Let's see. Yeah, yeah, Googling how to wash your hands makes me wonder what you were doing before then. <laughs> yeah, Lori, how do you wash your hands? That's the number one. Wow, that's yeah. great. All right, Lori, you get yourself another point. Congratulations. Lisa, back you. to you. Are yeah. you ready? I am. All right, listen carefully. This is Terry Morgan. Who is Terry Morgan now? Oh, he is a no uh, an ABC News correspondent. All right, good. ABC News correspondent Terry Morgan. Listen carefully and tell us. What the bleep? Here we go. This was brutal, David. No question about it. It took the Supreme Court just 30 f minutes between the time that President Trump's <laughs> allies in Pennsylvania filed their brief oh, yeah. in this case and a one sentence order from yeah. the Supreme Court. Right. What do you think? Uh, what the bleep there, Lisa? <laughs> I'm going to guess five. You're going to guess five. Yeah, 35. Are you sure you want to go with five? Four? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I'm not. I'm not saying one. Or, I'm just at, making sure you know, making sure you're picking the right one. You you've confused me. You choose for me, Mark. You choose for me. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> just forget I said anything. Just pick one. 
Four. Four. All right, let's, four. let's take a listen and see what happens. This is brutal, David. No question about it. It took the Supreme Court just 34 minutes between the time that President Trump's allies in Pennsylvania filed their brief in this case and a one-sentence order. Wow, that was great. Wow, way to pull it out there. Yeah, nice. Impressive. <laughs> not bad, not bad. All right, Lisa, you got yourself a point. We have, uh, here we go. Now, uh, Lori, we have two more. So, Lori, if you get this one right, you'll you'll win three to, well, potentially Ooh, two, but you'll, than, you'll yeah. win hands down. So if you get this one, all you right. put it away. All right, Lori? No pressure. All right, no pressure whatsoever. Listen carefully. <laughs> this is President Donald Trump speaking about the uh, coronavirus. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go. We're here to discuss a monumental national achievement. From the instant the coronavirus invaded our we raced into action to develop a safe and effective vaccine at breakneck speed. Now, what do you think, Laurie? Oh, wow. Can you play it again? Yeah, I can play it for you one more time. Listen carefully. Here it is. Thank you. We're here to discuss a monumental national achievement. From the instant the coronavirus invaded our we raced into action to develop a safe and effective vaccine at breakneck speed. Breakneck speed. What do you think? Wow. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Show. I, I have no idea. Invaded our show. <laughs> yeah, the Marquee Show. Okay, the Marquee Show. Well, it did. Hey, coronavirus invaded the Marquee Show. That's why Hannah's not here. All right. Right. All right, listen carefully. Let's see what he said. Here we go. Garrett Biedenbaugh. A 10 on the double. Wait, why is it? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? WOKV weather meter. A lot of sunshine, mostly sunny. <laughs> What? What happened to the? What happened to Donald Trump? Oh, hold on, Don. Oh, hold on. Oh Here no. A ten on the W. No, that's not it. All right. Well, no. it was actually it was actually Shores was the answer. Oh. It was actually oh, Shores. Yes. But uh -huh. yeah, I'll tell you what. Since we can't really prove it, uh, we'll just give you a point. Congratulations. Uh, you win three to one. Nicely done, Lori. Very very good job. Very good job. Wow. Sorry, Lisa. Yeah. Now, you know what? Hold on, Lisa. Lisa, we'll, we'll send you something, too, because, uh, you know, you don't live in Michigan. So there you go. Everyone hang tight. We'll get your information. And we oh, that, was, that was great. That was great. We may never know what Donald Trump said. Did he say show? Did he say shores? Oh, oh what was it? Uh, okay, that was almost a perfect, almost a perfect game. Um, we, have a, we have a quick break. We'll wrap things up here in just a minute. The Marquee Show continues right after this. Stay tuned. Twenty-two states, guys. Twenty-two have been on board already. With more to come. I don't know if he's talking about coronavirus or if he's talking about the Texas law. I heard, uh, I heard at nineteen for the Texas lawsuit against um, against Pennsylvania, Arizona. I'm sorry, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Georgia. I heard it was twenty. I heard it was nineteen. If it's up to twenty-two, and it could be. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying I hadn't heard that. The last I heard was Arizona joining the fray, which is weird because Arizona is a blue state now. Arizona supposedly went to Biden. If you, if, if you ask Fox News during the actual election, yes, it went to Biden. If you ask anyone else now, they're like, yeah, it looks like it's going to Biden. So the fact that Arizona joins this lawsuit makes it even more interesting. If it's 22, that's almost – listen, if you take 50 states and you subtract four, you're left with 46. And if you divide 46 by two, that's 23. Well, we're at 19 states right now, so we're just four states shy – of half the remaining states in the union suing these four states for uh, election malpractice is basically what it all boils down to. That's incredible. That has never happened in this history, in the history of our country. That has never happened where you have almost half of the states in this country suing any other state, let alone four of them, where it seems that this voter fraud may have run uh, the most rampant and ask the Supreme Court to intervene and do something about it, to protect our protect our Constitution, protect our constitutionally run elections, protect our, our republic. And that's where we're at. It's, you know, there's so many states. It's going to get to the point where the states that are being sued are going to jump in, too. The Georgia's going to be like, oh, hell, we'll join. Why not? Yeah, let's sue ourselves. Um, anyway, this is this is all I believe they have until today, this afternoon, the four states to answer the Supreme Court. Um, they can come in and they can say, hey, here's why this is ridiculous. Here's why this, this, that, that and the other. But apparently the um, the Supreme Court, I feel at this point, they can't dismiss it or I mean, they have to have, to have a hearing on it. They have to in they have to allow these states to make their case, especially since there's now so many of them. 
Uh, I mean, this is this is for Amy Coney Barrett. This is one of her first big cases. I'm sure that, you know, she wasn't expecting this kind of a case uh, in her first what couple months as a Supreme Court justice. Hey, welcome to the Supreme Court. In just a minute, you're going to be asked to save the union from itself because half the states are going to be attacking four others because they feel like they screwed up the entire election. And we may have to take back those electoral votes and twist the entire outcome to the other side. Uh, here's your office and the coffee makers in the break room. Oh, oh and if you have any questions, uh, you know, just dial 711 on your phone and you'll get to Supreme Court information anyway we'll, we're going to be tracking that story and everything we'll be tracking this eric swalwell thing the republicans up in arms well they want him off this committee bad and they have the power to do it now that they've got even more republicans in the house of representatives than they have before uh we'll be tracking the senate race in georgia which continues we'll be watching donald trump's twitter to find out what he's going to say next lots that there's so much going on this is your spot to get all the information you need and tomorrow of course fake news friday as well stay tuned traffic weather news Rush Limbaugh, all that is coming up next on 104.5 WOKV. Bye-bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.